0: Gotcha six, we got, your back. got you back. Gotcha six, we got you back. I got you six. Sixers, what an unbelievable treat today. Not only is he a Navy SEAL, CrossFit legend, fitness enthusiast, uh, coffee aficionado. The list could go on. <laughs> I could spend <laughs> a whole episode just talking about his accomplishments. We're not gonna do that because we want you're here for him, not me. Josh Bridges, thank you so much for coming on the Gotcha Six podcast, brother.
1: Man, Tony, thanks for having me on. I'm super stoked to sit
0: and chat with you. Absolutely, as am I. Like we fangirled before the episode started for like thirty <laughs> seconds. Um, <laughs> you talked about how you're thankful for your discipline. How is is that the thing that you take away from the military that really has impacted your life and continue to you know allow you to get to the success where you're at? Or is there something else that you really go back to from that
1: time? No, I think it all started. In college wrestling, you know, and then, uh, continue on into the military in my military career and CrossFit career, just having discipline, right. Understanding that you have priorities and you have goals. And when you do to get to those goals, you have to have a plan and to have a, and to be disciplined to stick with the plan. And that's, uh, that's something I'm just thankful that I was able to do. It's easy to give up hope. Sometimes, sometimes you can't see the end or you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, it's just, uh, the overwhelming length of trying to achieve something great can just be daunting, and uh, being disciplined and staying in the moment, staying in the in the day, in the training, and understanding that like it, it's all working towards something that's uh, it's hard to do. And so, I'm very thankful that I was able to to stay disciplined in my journey. So, was it at I think it was Lindenwood University where you first paid him?
0: <laughs> and you paid the man
1: there, and that is that where it all began. I mean, I would even kick back to high school wrestling, man. I had a phenomenal high school wrestling coach, Craig Martin. Uh, Shout out to him. I don't believe he's still at St. Charles. I went to St. Charles West High School. It's in St. Louis, Missouri, right outside of St. Louis. And uh, he was the one who really, he pushed me, man. He pushed me, you know, into places that i didn't know that i was willing to go and um he got more out of me as a wrestler as a person than i ever expected to and so i'm very thankful to him i think that's where it really started moving on into college wrestling was you know a phenomenal experience it is actually so i only wrestled for a year it was actually one of the more a, a learning moment for me, where I didn't have the discipline. I, I decided after a season I was like, now I'm done wrestling. I hated my wrestling coach in college. My brother quit wrestling, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to follow his footsteps. I think this is you know correct. and And I dropped out of college, and then I felt went down this path for a few years of just not being not being disciplined, not working out, not paying the man. And um, it was super eye opening to me. And I'm very thankful that I had to go through that time because if I didn't, I don't know if I would have gone into the military or pursued the CrossFit career. So yeah, it's, you know, we have our, we all have our ups and downs and very thankful for all of mine. Now, during that time when you were kind of trying to find
0: yourself and understand your purpose and, you know, really embody discipline, was that when you were a loan officer?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was a, so I was a telemarketer, For a year and a half, and then a loan officer for three years. (laughs) And that is three years? Three years, man. It was brutal. And it put things into perspective for me. It allowed me to realize that that wasn't the path I wanted to go, right? I didn't want to be in that world. I didn't want to be living paycheck to paycheck. I didn't want to be sitting in a cubicle every day, wondering, like, is this where I'm going to be for the next 40, 50 years? And um, I met a, a buddy named Mike Singer who, uh, Kind of introduced me to CrossFit and Navy SEALs. I didn't really know what a Navy SEAL was at the time. It was I'm from you know St. Louis, Missouri's landlocked. Like there ain't no ocean around us, you know. Uh, but he introduced me to it, and um, I I started to like get back into the swing of things, and immediately fell in love with CrossFit and like the mentality that it gave me, where I had to push as hard as I could in workouts, and and it kind of became a race too. It became competitive, and so I loved it, and uh, decided to dabble into the, into the Navy. And it was just, I wanted to challenge and I, and I found it. And as you
0: fight for that adrenaline, right? It, like, I think you said the other day, that was beautiful. Like you're not finding that adrenaline sitting on the couch and there's nothing wrong with resting, you know, especially as athletes continue to age and, you know, goals change. How are you chasing that adrenaline now And what kind of new skill set or talent are you working on to like continue to hone and chase down that path?
1: Yeah, now it's more about being fit for life, right? Being um, able to do whatever I want with my kids, being able to move a piece of furniture in my house if I and I don't have to call a buddy. You know, it's like as simple as that. I, I don't have to worry, oh, can I pick this chair up and move it up the stairs? Yeah, I can. I'll be just fine. You know, and being healthy, right? Like more it's more like the longevity game now for me. Like how I want to be in health as healthy and as good a shape as I can for the rest of my life so that I can go play soccer or play football with my kids or basketball with my kids. And I can, you know, like go on hikes. If I want to go do something crazy and hikes, I don't have anything competitively right now pushing me. And it's kind of nice, you know, it kind of takes a little bit of stress away. It's just now I'm working out for myself and uh, finding that love of just going into the gym to, you know, be a healthy, fit person. And so really enjoying that really enjoying also working on my programming, like my programming for my, my military folks especially my military firefighters and police officers you know that's my main focus is focus now is giving back to those men and women who are you know trying to pursue their goals in, in their endeavors because it's so cool helping those guys out because when I was going through man like there wasn't as much exposure as there is now for those types of careers and how to train properly for them um, there was a couple guys you know that you could look up and find some stuff but man like I took the time I put in so much hours of work and like fine tuning my skills to where I knew that there was nothing that when I went through buds was going to stop me. And so, um, now I get to give back and I'm still, you know, now I'm learning as I get older too, like, okay, maybe that wasn't completely necessary. Uh, that was probably a little bit overkill. And so now I get to fine tune it for these people who, you know, I'm having, I get messages every day of people crushing selections and that's so cool to hear every day I get a message and it's fucking awesome. Like, When I watched the guys go through my buzz class with me and watching so many of them quit and you're like, man, like you gave up on your goals and dreams that quickly. And it's because I knew they just didn't have a plan. They didn't have a plan to go in. They just want, they wanted to hope their way to their goal and rely on their athletic ability. And man, like with something like that, it's just not going to happen.
0: What are you saying to yourself when you have to break the glass and grab for the plan? What's going through your mindset at that point when you're kind of, you got to dive a little bit deeper and go a little bit in that like dark place.
1: For me, man, it's, it's when I don't think, right? When my brain shuts off completely and I'm just like, I'm relying on everything that I, all the work that I put into it before, right? Because if I have to start talking to myself, then I'm in a really bad place. But when I do, I, I you know, I'm just telling myself, listen, like there's other men have come through and done this, right? Like a great master chief one said to me. We had great mentors and instructors when we went into buds, right? And you had these these master chiefs that would come in and talk to you and give you motivation when you were um, right before buds started, right before fa- right before you phase up. And uh, this one master chief looked at us all and he goes, "Lesser men than you have come through and done this, so why can't you?" And like for me, it's like if he can do it, I can do it. Like if I mean, for me, it resonated so hard. I was like, "Whoa!" And like from that moment on, there was nothing in my mind now that I can't see. Like if that guy can do it, I can do it right? So whatever it is, I'm going to go get it done because no one's going to, you know, nothing's going to stop me. So yeah, it's tough. It's, you know, like there's, there are, everyone has those moments though, where they, they start to let little moments of weakness creep in, right? Tell yourself, Oh man, maybe you should slow down. Maybe you should stop. Maybe you should quit. You tell those fucking things to pipe down. Sorry for
0: that. Sorry. This is, this is why we put the E on the episode, man. You got, I, you got me fired up. We're going to the roof together. Let's go. And it's that tactical optimism that I really think is just an absolute game changer. And you did such a beautiful job of describing what that looks like for you. Because as you were saying, to go back a little bit, your mobility game is a lot different and how you recover is a lot different than when it was when you were placing second in the CrossFit Games in 2011.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's huge, man. Like being able to recover now as you're, you know, I'm 39 years old. And I mean, as my career went on, I looked into every single thing that I could legally do to figure it out, right. To be able to where I could recover faster and train more. And so like, man, being mobile, right. Stretching, acupuncture, cupping, hyperbaric chambers, hypobaric chambers, like all of it, man. I was like, I went, full throttle into everything. And, you know, I figured out what worked and what didn't work for me. And, uh, now I'm just like, thankful I get to pass this, pass the knowledge along.
0: What has been the most enduring that it's allowed you to kind of like meet the alchemist?
1: Uh, for recovery. Yeah. Uh, acupuncture, acupuncture. Yeah. Like acupuncture, man. Like I, I felt like it held my body together. It was crazy. And I don't know if it was like physically doing something or if it was like mentally as well. Um, but man, like I believe in it wholeheartedly, I believe in Eastern medicine, right? I believe in preventative medicine over, Hey, something's wrong. Let's fix it. You know? And so acupuncture and cold plunging, uh, what I would say would be my two biggest things since, you know, learning over the years. It's just been huge it's been like the the cold tub i started getting really sick all the time when i had when my boys started getting into school and sports and everything the little germs bring all the little germ little buddies germs home with them and uh i mean i was getting sick once a month and i was like man what is going on and this was heavy into training you know 16 17 so i had to figure it out i had to figure out what why my immune system was so beat down uh learned a little bit you know someone showed me who wim hoff was and i was like oh that's really cool and i loved the, the cold exposure. And so I, you know, started to dabble in it. And to be honest, what's so funny is if anybody asked me what my biggest challenge in the military was, it was the cold water. I hated it. Hated that found two biggest dudes. I told them to hold me close anytime we had to go day and surf. So now I still do it daily. Um, I get in the cold water every day for a couple of minutes, three minutes, neck deep. And just, you know, it's like a, a form of meditation. And, um, you know, I think it helps with inflammation. I think it helps with changing your mood. Um, mitochondrial biogenesis, you know, we can get into like the crazy stupid stuff that it's too dumb Too my brain's not big enough to really understand all of it, but I try to use big words to sound smart. That's why, you know, you're like, you know, Dr. Richard Feynman, where you can break things down that are super complex to simple for <laughs> people like me. And yeah. I'm grateful for it. Oh man, I'm not, I'm not that smart either. You know, anything that I know I don't want to do is probably what I, what I should be doing. And I know I don't, yeah. and I don't ever want to get in cold water. And so it's like, I guess I should be doing that. you know, yeah. It's helped, it's like, literally, I can probably count the number of times I've been sick on one hand since, six, since I started doing it. Wow, and you have a phenomenal video on YouTube, we'll make sure we
0: link in the show notes, of what it looks like to be able to do cold plunging at the house,
1: whether you're doing that. Well, I mean, I mean, now there's obviously a lot more options. Some yeah. are more, some can be very expensive, right? You can get up into the, you know, five to $10,000 range for a cold tub, which, you know, if you have the money, I believe wholeheartedly it's a great investment. But if you can't, there are ways around it. You know, there is the the chest freezer, you know. And so that's a that's a very easy, quick. When my buddy told me that, I went and bought it that day.
0: <laughs> and
1: watching you do that
0: DIY video is, is one of my favorite Josh Bridget's videos of all times. I uh, appreciate that, man. Where has your behaviors changed now that you're just looking to be healthy for the rest of your life? Pick up your kids, play sports.
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, I just, um, I still eat very very strict, uh, you know, because I did, I like. I just, I wasn't feeling well. I think I started to have some issues, you know, like I, some stuff that was going on that I was like, what's wrong with me? And, you know, I think I just, um, I needed to change my, my, the way I was eating and, um, you know, dabble into some different stuff. And I feel like that's been a big game changer as well is eating correctly um, and eating correctly. Is, and and what I say that, because I'm not a dietitian, I'm not someone who knows a ton about, I'm not going to claim to be some sort of scientist or whatever, uh, or doctor, but, um, you know, like I eat, like I eat a lot of red meat. I eat a lot of fruit and I eat a lot of honey and eggs. <laughs> like, that's about it. I've really cut out a lot of, um, nuts and seeds. I've cut out green leafy veggies. I do eat a sweet potato here and there, but that's been like one of the biggest game changers as well. And just being strict with it, you know, and not too strict to where like you're, you're a psycho. Yeah, But, you know, like, and you can't, and you don't enjoy life Something you, you, you know, you sure. can't enjoy life sometimes. But like, you know, I, I kind of live by like an 80-20 rule, right? Like 80% of the time I'm doing the right thing. 80% of the time I'm eating correctly. 80, 80% of the time I'm doing what I should be doing just to live a long, healthy life. And then 20% of the time, you know, like I'm going to dabble into the things that I know I probably shouldn't be doing because I have kids, right? I don't want to deprive them of having pizza and burgers and things like that plus every once in a while, those like gummy snacks just look too good to pass
0: up. And you got to pop a few just to taste test to make sure everything's right. And I'm exactly
1: making sure that it's, it's, it's legit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, it's been interesting, right? Like growing and, and trying to figure it all out, um, and see what works for you. And, you know, I'm not a closed-minded person. I'm very open-minded and I'm very much a, um, a believer that I'm, if I'm stuck in my ways and I'm probably wrong, right? If I think this is the only right way, I'm probably wrong. And that's, that's probably one of my biggest takeaways in 39 years is like, cause when you're young, it's really easy to think, see everything in black and white, right? Everything, like everything's either this way or this way is right. And this way is wrong. And as you get older, man, you just start to realize like, no, like everything's constantly changing. We're learning new shit every day. We're learning what our bodies are capable of, are, are more capable of now. And How's it? What's the best way to recover? What's the best way to eat? What's this? You know, and it's like, it's constantly evolving and constantly changing. And, you know, I'll, I'll be a test dummy for my kids so that I can, I can teach them what I, what I find out. How were you able to get to that level of humility to be able to kind of
0: check yourself in the sense of like, you're constantly iterating as opposed to like, this is the way it is and this is the only way it'll ever be?
1: You know, I think it just takes life experience, right? I think it takes growing up and having uh, seen things that, you, know, you don't want to see or or experiencing things that you didn't want to experience and taking it as a positive instead of the negative and going down a negative way and being like, okay. um, And just always self-analyzing, right? Always looking inside t- internally and being like not – one of my buddies, um, Brian Chantosh, phenomenal Tosh, dude. shout out. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, all right. You yeah, know yeah, Tosh, yeah, good, yeah, good. Yeah. I mean, one of his sayings is, right, like don't believe your own bullshit. And I think that, um, that really resonated with me as well, where it's like, it gets very easy to get caught up and start to believe your own bullshit. And when you can actually look in the mirror, self-analyze, self, uh, criticize and, uh, and fix, you know, those, those positions and understand like, Hey man, like you're not always right. And I, to be honest, I don't even know what I don't know. And so it's been great, you know, and you, you live a happier life when you, when you can be open-minded and be more accepting of things. It's just, uh, it's not always black and white. No. And that's a great point too, because there's been times
0: more recently than anything else, uh, especially in my current role where I have been able to say like, I don't have an opinion on this because I just don't have enough information. Yeah. And you're just still in receive mode, try to understand and like sort things out, like what's true, what's not true to get to like actually the root. And then by the time you get there, it's like, I didn't really need an opinion to begin
1: with. Like it didn't <laughs> yeah. matter. Yeah, man. I mean, not having an opinion is a very good stance. Sometimes and it's a very good place to be because you don't have to always have an opinion on stuff. I love reading Stoic Stoicism. One of the best quotes is, you know, sometimes a healthy opinion is not having an opinion. And I was like, man, it's like, dude, that was that. Like, I mean, there's just like so many other quotes. So many of Marcus Aurelius and all the other great Stoics. They're just like it's just like so, ah, just a great way to think right? Like, you know, have your opinion when you want to have your opinion, but sometimes you don't have to have one.
0: And that's kind of like, I think where you would check yourself too. Cause you read something like that and you're like, wait a second, am I not, I'm not doing that. So I need to kind of like give this, let, let this kind of like sit for a little bit, yeah, embrace the, like that white space and that quiet noise around me instead of trying to like go and
1: act. Right. Right. Like, like we used to always do, um, you know, a thing in the military whenever we would obviously insert into a, uh, you know, our, our infill into a target or our insert into our op, right? Like we get off of our mobility unit, whatever it was, or whether it was helicopters, uh, Humvees or whatever, you know, we obviously, uh, all basically set up a perimeter and we sit down and we take a knee for five minutes and right. It's like, just look, listen, and feel right. Like take in your surroundings and, and, and kind of like really understand what's, what you're about to walk into. And man, like that's been something huge for my life, right? Like Having a knee-jerk reaction on anything is always a bad thing, and being able to sit back, analyze it, self-analyze, and then really figure out what you need to do at that point, right? Just take it, take a knee for a second, take a breath, take it in, figure out, figure out what's really happening before you just like run into it. That tactical patience. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Because if you do go and run into it, right, you can sometimes, like you were saying earlier, with life experience. It's not going to be a highlight reel. You're going straight
1: to the bottom and hitting failure. Or you're missing something that was very vital or very important, yeah. right? You just didn't see it. And you just did because you didn't take the time to sit back and really look, right? You're like, yeah. oh, yep, yeah, there it is. Boom, go. I got to go. And don't get me wrong. There, are, there is a time and a place to have those type of mentalities. But man, like there's a lot of times where you did, do need to sit back and just take that tactical pause.
0: Where is there an example you can think of where
1: you missed something vital that led to failure? Oh, too many times to count, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it depends on what we're talking about, right? CrossFit. There's lots, right? Yeah. There's lots of it. And that's very easy to do because it's a sporting event, right? Sometimes you don't have that time to take a, take a knee, you know? So there's a lot of instance where I, I look back and I was like, damn, that was just stupid. That was just me being dumb and being over anxious and, and not patient. So, you know, there's been times in other parts of my life. Yeah. that, that I've done it as well. If you were to share one, whether it's business, CrossFit, Wrestling where, wherever. If we want to talk about wrestling, quitting, quitting college wrestling, you know, was probably one of my biggest. I made a quick decision like that. My brother did it. I was like, yeah, good call. Me too. Let's go. You know, guy looking back, that's one of my, um, you know, things I, I wish I could go back and redo. But being where I'm at now, I don't know if I'd be where I was at if I didn't do that, right? Because it was such an eye opening experience for me. It, it led me to four years of being in a job where I hated myself every day. I hated what I was doing every day. And it led me, it led me to a path where I love every day, every day of my life. You know, like I'm very lucky, very fortunate to be where I'm at now because of the choices that I did make after that. And so I hate to say I would go back and change it, but I, I, I did, you know, I do look back and regret that I, that I quit wrestling. Not that, not where it took me, but you know, giving up on myself and giving up on my team and everything.
0: It's not the event, but it's the action that you took that really just kind of sits with you and like bothers you that kind of propels you to, you know, continue to go forward to where you are today. Like you're saying,
1: right. Right. Because your athletic career is a a shelf life, like anything. Right. And it's, you only get so many years of wrestling and, or, or sports typically. And so you know, to give up on myself that easy, but that was just the mindset that I was in at that time. Right. I, uh, I blamed all my surroundings. I didn't help hold myself accountable. I, I was a, I had that victim mentality. And I think those are the, the two things that, you know, holding yourself accountable and stop trying to be a victim. Like those two things can change people's lives for the better. And we all have them. We all have those moments, you know, like we want to blame other people on our, for our situation or our our circumstances, but really it's just us. We have to look internally and that's, that's when you find the growth.
0: Right. And, you know, if you look at any, whether it's a comic book or even just anybody in real life, those heroes that stand out are because of their environment, right? No matter wherever it is and whatever adversity is going on, when you're able to overcome that, that allows people to just kind of look at and be like. Yes, that's where I want to go. That's what I want to do. That's awesome. Yeah, man. And as we kind of wrap up, Josh, and we could talk all day. Um, yeah. You talked about discipline, holding yourself accountable, but Josh Bridges today, how are you better than yesterday?
1: Hmm. You know, I uh, I treat every day like it's, it's a day that you have to go out and you have to continue to pay your rent, right? Like I don't ever think that I'm where I want to be. I'm always trying to be better and grow. Um, and so like, yeah, like even I'll, I'll have days where I, you know, I talked about getting into the cold tub every day that every day, well, there's days I definitely be like, you know what? It's a little too cold, a little too chilly. I just don't feel like I'm gonna go have a cup of coffee instead. Right. And so always constantly growing on that, working on that. Right. And so this morning I kind of woke up and I remember thinking, eh, I think I'm just gonna have coffee. And then I got out of the, my bed and made the bed or whatever. And I was like, you know what? You said you didn't want to. So not that, you know, if you don't, if you want to try to st- stop believing your own bullshit, that's fine. Right. But so I went down and got in a cold tub. And so I'd, I'd say that, I'd say that that was, a, that was a win for me today. I love it. Thank you for sharing that with us. Josh, where can people
0: go find out more about the programming that you're offering all the different businesses and stuff that you're involved with?
1: yeah um there's a few different spots right if you want to find the programming for you know we got military firefighter law enforcement and then just regular programming for anybody who just wants to try it it's at josh-bridges.com you can follow me uh on instagram at bridgesj 3 and then um you know good dudes coffee if you're looking for a great cup of coffee the best cup of coffee damn right tony you know
0: josh thank you for sharing your strategies your methods your tactics and most importantly, thanks for having our six today, brother. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Johnny. appreciate it, man. Hey, Sixers. Did you know the Got Your Six podcast is now streaming every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern on Wreaths Across America Radio. Available on the iHeartRadio app, the Audacity app, and the TuneIn app. Just search the word wreath. If you got something out of this, be your battle buddy. Share it with a friend. Pass it along. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, make sure you leave us a review and give us as many stars as you think we want because we love what we do here at the Godfather 6 Podcast. We're always adapting and evolving this podcast because of you, the Sixers. And if you're listening on Spotify, hit that follow button. You'll never miss an episode when we drop new ones every Monday. I don't know what you've been told, Sixers.